The pitch. Day three. Pitch three. You know at the start of our show, when founders walk in the room and present their pitch? Well, behind the scenes, I work with each of them to craft the perfect pitch. Today's founders have built AI software to replace me, the pitch coach. But when one pitches a pitch product to a room full of pitch experts, which, yes, is as hard as it sounds, a question arises. What's more important to investors, the pitch itself or everything else? The back and forth, the Q&A, the human connection part. Because, sure, AI can craft the perfect pitch, but can it actually close a deal? I'm Josh Muccio. Welcome to The Pitch, where real AI pitches real investors for real money. I'm Neil Salas Griffin, Managing Director here at Techstar Chicago, and I'm happy to welcome you all to my city. I'm Elizabeth Yin, and I'm a general partner at Hustle Fund. I'm Charles Hudson, Managing Partner, Precursor Ventures. I'm Jillian Manis, Managing Partner of Structure Capital. I'm Akiva Abercarnell II. Most people call me Mac, and if you follow me on Twitter, it's Mac the VC. The Pitch for Brevity is coming up right after this. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We hear a lot of pitches on this show. I mean, no surprise there. It's the name of the podcast. But the entrepreneurs who come on this show, they're pitching more than just a business idea. They're pitching their dream. Because when you run a small business, you're putting your whole self into it. State Farm gets that. And they work with small business owners across the country to help create personalized plans that are built for their small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The information provided on this show is not intended to be investment advice and should not be relied upon as such. The investors on today's episode are providing their opinions based on their own assessment of the business presented. Those opinions should not be considered professional investment advice. How are it's you? Kelvin. Hey, Charles. Nice Charles, to meet you. Pleasure. Max. Elizabeth. Hey, Max. Elizabeth. Nice to meet you. Max. How you doing, Max? Kelvin. Nice, nice to meet you. Good to see you, brother. How you been? How you doing, brother? Max. Let's hear it. Let's do it. Hi, my name is Kelvin Johnson. And my name is Max Huck, and we are the co-founders of Brevity, AI-powered software helping professionals craft and deliver persuasive pitches and presentations that sell. Now, in 60 seconds, people typically form an entire opinion about you, your business, and your brain meaning your pitch must be clear, concise, and compelling. Because if not, you'll miss opportunities and be overlooked. But what we find greater pain in is being misunderstood. And this is why we started Brevity. We are enabling people and institutions worldwide to be clearly understood. Now, the best way to illustrate how our product works is to tell you the story about Jai Winston, the director at a premier professional development organization, the Knight Foundation. And his goal is to spur economic development in St. Paul, Minnesota. But he was missing the bandwidth, system, and expertise to help organizations hone and perfect their pitch until he started working with Brevity. So when these professionals log in, they're able to select from pitch script frameworks from sales, fundraising, interviewing, and beyond. And then next, in a TurboTax-like fashion, they're able to create their pitch script with step-by-step guidance, examples, and our timing logic to stay on pace. From there, our pitch intelligence identifies and refines suboptimal pitch language, improving their story, content, and messaging. And as a result of going through our software, organizations have raised millions in capital, 
Close notable deals with Fortune 50 companies like a target. And we've had over 30 first place pitch competition winners. Now we are here today extending our pre-seed funding round, raising 500 at an eight mil cap via safe note. Now this relationship with Max and I goes back to three years old, playing sports, learning the value of discipline, grit, and radical self-belief. And now we believe it's gonna become a common phrase to hear worldwide. Are you pitching with brevity? Good job. All right. All right. Did you use your own product to construct this pitch? Without oh, a question, absolutely. we can show you right on this. Yeah, okay. this pitch scored a 90 in our pitch intelligence. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Good pitch. You know, sounds like interesting product. Sounds like you've had some traction, but how do you make money? Or how much money have you made to date? Yeah, so with our beta product, we were able to get a total of 75 grand. Yesterday, we launched our commercially viable product. So how much are you charging for that? So $39.99 per user on an annualized basis in the three main categories, college, universities, MBA programs, professional development organizations, then startup accelerators and incubators. Can you talk about how pitch intelligence works? Yeah, so there's four buying personalities from structured, bold, caring, and intellect. So when you enter our software, you have to pick the most dominant personality type of the audience you're looking to influence. And then that sets the stage for how the AI scores and provides different recommendations for your, your story content and message. Is the experience like a Grammarly type experience Correct. where this, I type some things and it says, hey, tones off or say so, it this way? So the AI will identify suboptimal pitch language according to that audience type. We're leveraging more or less in-house proprietary techniques as well as some open source. So one question that I have is around, just broadly speaking, what makes for a compelling pitch? I, I hear what you're saying about how you can really improve somebody's technical pitch, make it sound really good. But I think as someone who has pitched thousands of people, a much bigger part, I feel, is around messaging in the right way to the right person. Yes. And every pitch can be tailored slightly differently yes. to cater more towards a particular person. Yep. So how do you think about that? The first step of the process is choosing the buying personality type of the audience you're trying to persuade. I find that to be a problem. Okay. Like, how do you actually categorize that? Because there are many different types of audiences and there are many nuances. Yep. So to me, a lot of a pitch is also to understand your audience in real time. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think this is like a, a black or white thing. It's more or less doing your, your homework and just trying to understand what type of sentiment your audience would most like have to the language you're... you're how do you know that? If you, how you do, do you research. know the sentiment? You do your research on what college they went so to. So what's the what sentiment here? What, where do we... <laughs> We actually tailored this pitch to an intellectual audience. Okay, well, that makes one of us. <laughs> so I, I love how you're stroking our ego, by the way. Um, thank, you, thank you for calling us intellectual. But I, I think, uh, you know, to Jillian's point, even let's just take this room, for example. Even though we're all investors and all investors at the same stage, we have all had very different experiences in pitching different kinds of people or receiving different kinds of pitches, and that has shaped our beliefs about what should go into a pitch and all of that. And I, I think it is even really challenging to even, let's say, pitch this pitch in the most optimal way to five people who generally have indeed, the same indeed. archetype. Just to bring it a little broader view, like just the inspiration behind brevity, 
it's really four main books of literature that's important to highlight. So you have The Three-Minute Rule by Brent Pivotich. You have Why They Buy, which kind of encompasses that buying personality science. You have Made to Stick, where Dan and Chip Heath did a great job of extracting out the most sticky, compelling messages. So we really... Just yeah, was, was that your question? I just want to be clear. That wasn't the did question. You, did you get your question out? Well, um, I, I, we could finish no. your question about the compelling no. aspect. But I, I just, think it's like, okay. how how do you get the right angle on the messaging? To like, make it I, compelling. With such a variety, with of, a variety of people. Right. So we all have a strong anchor to like either bold and then intellect comes next. Really, our... It, it's about the story arc, and that's what I wanted you to speak to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they, Dan and Chippy did a great job of coming up with this framework called success. Simple, unexpected, concrete, credible, emotion story. So what we've done is we extracted out those frameworks so you're getting that step-by-step -step guidance regardless of the pitch type you choose. So whether that's selling yourself, whether that's you know asking for a raise or a promotion, whether that's a pre-seed pitch, whether that's a seed pitch, We've amassed over 100 different frameworks where people need to influence. Y'all struggling because you, you're 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 pitching us on the tool for pitching. When everybody <laughs> up here, it's basically like pitch consultants. Like this is what we do. So like that's the difficult part. I think yeah. when they're trying to say it's not black and white, what they're building is a supplemental tool. It's not a tool to, that's going to build your pitch from the ground up. It's a tool that supplements that helps you pitch. Like to the Grammarly example. You write your whole report, and then Grammarly tells you these are all the mistakes you made. They're so, just trying yeah. to help you. Interesting hey, Mark, enough, though, actually, I we saw do that build differently. it. I we build it, it from the ground up. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was from the ground up. So we do both. We do both. No, yeah. so we, we do have a, a portion of the platform, which is the first one you'll walk through, where we do help you build it from the ground up with directives and examples. It's supposed to be sup supplemental as well. In a surprise to absolutely no one, the investors on the pitch are very passionate about pitching. But after the break, we move on to who Kelvin and Max are selling Brevity to. And the answer might come with a jump scare. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. As rewarding as it may be, small business owners have a lot riding on their shoulders. It's a lot of stress to own, run, and grow your small business, not to mention finding someone who can give you the answers and support you need. But State Farm agents aren't just there to understand your small business needs, they're there to prioritize them and help create personalized plans with your needs in mind. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. Before the break, the investors got a little carried away with the buying personalities. Clearly, they don't want to be put in a box. They contain multitudes. But now, these one-of-a-kind, uncategorizable investors are ready to move on to the customer. How do you think about the market? Because I think, you know, as someone who previously worked at an accelerator, budgets are pretty tight. Mm -hmm. So, And I realize the price point is affordable, but, like, how do you kind of make that really compelling for these organizations? I would say startup accelerators out of the three customer segments that we mentioned, they're on the latter part. Okay. Our goal is the universities. Every student needs to be able to communicate, present, and influence with brevity. You just scared me the moment you said universities. I agree. 
Oh my god. Yeah, you know like like universities are not, not any better. We, we, yeah. we, we know we scare you, but we fundamentally know <laughs> this is an educational tool. Do you have they, a university as a customer today? Yeah, so we're going to be onboarding uh, University of Minnesota this year. What does it take to onboard a university? It, you know, when I think universities, I also cringe because I feel like, gosh, oh, they're so high touch and your price point is only, whatever, $40 a month. Yeah, the, the sales cycle is, is going to be longer with the university, right? But, I, okay, well, just another vertical that is right below the university or, or right next to it, more or less, is professional development organizations. That sales cycle isn't as long. Correct. Um... Once you dive into the platform, it's really academic in nature, educational in nature to help you persuade a target audience. And what you'll find is I never got that acumen undergrad. Mm -hmm. yep. I never even got that acumen in my MBA. We had a ton of classes and courses, but they never taught me how to do my elevator pitch. But look, I agree with you, right? And you're right. But that's not our concern. Us as investors, like we've invested in ed tech companies, and one of the biggest failure points in the ed tech companies is that sales cycles are so long that they don't get to a point of viability before they run out of cash. Yeah. So the moment we hear universities, like that's a, it's just one, <laughs> it's just one vertical. It's one of three one verticals. Right. Right. Your top vertical, though. Yeah. 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 So, it's not. No, okay. no, no. I, I would, oh, okay. I would just it's say not. We, we get that. that. This I is heard accelerators as the last. And I'm, I'm I heard just getting universities at the first. I'm not trying to. I think just the biggest money maker is the universities. Once we can crack it. Okay. So help me understand the end game. So if you're like number one, but the hardest one to convert is the universities, what are we playing towards, you know, in the future? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So enterprise sale, I mean, the other part. So we do have another bucket. Uh, it's, it's people that have raised series A, series B capital that are looking to optimize uh, sales training, onboarding, you know, metrics like new hire ramp up time to productivity and sales velocity. So there are a few of those in the pipeline as well. Wouldn't that be your sweet spot? I see this more towards a tool for sales than I see it for universities. The part I'm struggling with is this, I can see why with this people can win pitch competitions. It's like, I need to come up with a two minute pitch that's really compelling to a broad audience. Great. But with sales, it's more dynamic. I am go I'm not going in and talking at somebody for five minutes and that's that. Right. It's, we're having back and forth conversation. Qualify hard I, to close easy. Yep. And so does this tool help with that? Well, it does help with or that as it? well. Yeah. It sets the stage for a more intimate conversation. If I give you my two-minute pitch or my three-minute pitch and you're not interested, you're most likely going to walk away from me. Right. Um, yeah. So this right. really sets the stage, um, again, for that longer-form discussion. So I was a seed stage investor in DocSend, mm. which different different positioning but like one of the big unlocks for them was you could actually tell that using docsend helped you raise money mm. like you actually got the analytics back and they got the analytics back at a macro level about what slides people were paying attention so they had a ton of data my question is how do you know this works yes in a pitch in a pitch competition you have a very short feedback cycle and it's very easy to collect that data but in some of these other contexts like how do you know how do you capture data to know that like I asked for the raise and I got it. The model is being trained by best in class pitches, right? And we can scrape this data from pitch book. Pitch um, base. God, but things that best in class, just to be clear, is based on your experts grading and saying this sounds good. No, 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 no. Based on their their, their rounds of funding. 
like that's yeah, one all data the metrics. Point where, yeah, that's one data point we we scrape is did they get funding or not? Well, well do, I does think that, does that level I think great companies get funded with terrible yeah. pitches. All I the think time. my challenge is I fund so many companies with terrible pitches that it's actually only partly the pitch, but also the actual idea and the messaging again catered towards the right investor is what matters more. Just, right. Again, just one data point that's more or less um, in the mix of all the other data points. But yeah, again, whether or not it's a successful company. Um, yeah, like economic impact. Are you getting jobs? Are you raising capital? Are you increasing your sales velocity? And that's what we did with our beta product is we had, we, we lit our tool was a direct correlation from using brevity and people being clearly understood and getting capital. I can understand that, but I think where I'm landing on this is ultimately a pitch is not just in about the most optimal structure. I think the angle and the messaging you go in with is very personal and you don't know that until you actually meet with the person and you discover more information in the conversation along the way. So it's quite dynamic. Yep. So maybe this can get you in the door, but I feel like to close is so much more. And we agree. I think we agree. Our, for, mission, our mission yeah. statement is and, making your best first and impression. And then yeah. I think my last thought is if then if you, you can't kind of close most of that way, I, I wonder what sort of, you know, strong value people get out of this to to stay retained over time. And so as such, I'm going to be out. I was going to say like, Calvin, you have really great presence. And like, if I could bottle you and yes. write software that was yes. Calvin, you could sell anything. And I think where I got stuck was in a different area, which is I've been spending a lot of time with sort of these next generation tools that are very, very good at generating content with prompts. And I think the rate of improvement of those tools is going to make the sort of scaffolding first draft deck generation process relatively commoditized from a language standpoint. I just have a hard time connecting the dots between the value that you create by giving someone this awesome pitch and, and sort of seeing it all the way through to close. So I'm out, but I think you, you, I see why you are working on this business and that's always something I look for in a pitch. So a couple questions here, right? You're raising 500 K on $8 million safe note. Correct. Correct. Okay. How much of that have you raised today? Year to date, since we started this company, we raised 1.3. So we got four institutional investors, Right Side Capital, Serif Group, Brown Venture Group is most recent, and then Bronze Valley out of oh, yeah. Alabama. Um, cool. I would say I'm interested in you. Um, I'm a little concerned because even your pitch to us today missed some notes. But it wasn't really the pitch. Like your initial 90 seconds, you killed that. It was the follow-up, which I think gets to Charles's point. Like, yeah, you might be able post to get, pitch. The, you get the interest, but the post-pitch is where the data comes from. That's what people are re- like. Yeah, you're helping people make the fir- the great first impression, but they're they're going to pay for this because they, they're looking for the close, right? And so right now I'm out, but could be something interesting in the future. Cool. Awesome. This is a very compelling topic for me. I have been teaching people how to pitch for, I could say, many, many decades, but I'm not going to tell you how many. (laughs) For a long time. Um, And this is one of my biggest peeves, is that nobody does a really succinct, compelling pitch. 
I know I see companies fold because they can't pitch. So every part of me wants to come in and invest I in this company. I think you can help us. The problem is, is that I'm still really grappling with the, the, the revenue. Really, who is your market? Um, to me, I see it as sales. To you, you see it as universities and accelerators. I've seen enough university boards that I know that that is just one dead end after another. So I'm not going to go in, but you have tremendous, you know, superpowers. So for me, I'm still interested, uh, Calvin, in, in supporting you and finding a way to get you involved, maybe in the Techstars network in some way. That being said, just a little bit of feedback. One thing when it comes to persuasion and pitching and sales is listening. And I think there were some moments in this conversation where we were at odds. We were all trying to talk over each other and engage. And I think for you all, you have an opportunity here to really understand what each of us here value and what we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, suss out of the situation. And I think at times there were these moments where you wanted to jump in and you already thought you knew where it was going, but not quite. I wasn't even sure where they were going. And I think you all have an opportunity to kind of really level up. So uh, right now I'm officially out. Um, however, I see a lot of opportunity to potentially become your customer, learn more about you, and also potentially become your investor. But let's take that follow up and go from there. Appreciate it. I, I love your help. I mean, I'm a huge fan of this show. I've listened to all 100 episodes, so I'm just honored to be here. God and bless. Thank you guys for your- I haven't even listened to all of <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about training the AI. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, absolutely. You know, I think a, you guys are both rock stars, hand to God. No, it's really. an absolute pleasure to honestly be able to get your guys' insights, feedback. Um, yeah, this was an absolute joy. Appreciate it. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. You guys are fellas. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Nicely done, fellas. Neil, I thought you, I think you like nailed it. There were a bunch of times I was like, you're not listening yeah. to what's yeah. going on with in our heads. Yeah. And you're like trying to like bulldoze through. And I feel like for a company that's in the pitch business, that was such yeah. good feedback for them because like, I, I kept thinking about what Elizabeth was saying. Like, it's not just the delivery, it's the ability to read what's happening in the room and adjust yes. yeah. what you're doing. Right. I agree completely. And it was almost like, I'm putting myself in their shoes. I want, I wanted to know as them hearing you all ask questions, what you were getting at. Yeah. So at the very least, I should restate what I heard. Yeah. You know, do I have this right? And yeah. then let me make sure I fully answer it. Yeah. I do so. think they're in a in a more challenging position in pitching a pitch product to people who listen to pitches. <laughs> yes. Like in some sense, the bar is higher. Just almost because we are this in what we the do. pitch <laughs> business. You, you would have, I, I, and that was the thing that was getting me was like. You're building something for pitching, but I don't, I think they're marketing and talking about their product wrong. Because, mm -hmm. like, I think the issue is they, they were stuck with where they started. Yeah. Right. When he I first agree. started, they started yes. with this as a pitch thing, helping with pitch competitions. They found all these other use cases, and now they're trying to figure out how to blend it. Yeah. But, like, if you're making something to help message, and you still haven't got your message. Right. That was hurting yeah. my heart. So, if I were to surmise this pitch, excellent opener. But in order for you to have come to a commitment today, you needed to see either A, a better Q&A, a better business model where they've already figured out where they're actually gonna make the money, um, or some humility and flexibility from these founders to feel like they're gonna take the feedback. I think it's feedback. all three. Coachability is key. Coachability. Yeah. yeah. I think if you're building sales tech, you have to be a good salesperson. Yeah. And if you're building 
a pitch product, you have yeah. to be able to manage a pitch. When we come back, we find out what happened when Kelvin and Max went to sell to universities. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life, and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. Our investors were terrified by Brevity's target market, universities and accelerators. But Kelvin and Max felt like that's where the big opportunity was. A few months later, I caught up with Kelvin. Before you came on the show, I know you'd already raised $1.3 million. And then you came on the show, you were pitching another $500,000 kind of seed extension. How has fundraising gone since then? We ended up getting a you know, $500,000 investment from Lightship Capital. Oh, that's awesome. With Brian and Candace, yup. Yeah, I know those guys. So they've been dynamite so that we now have five institutional investors. The team is in really, really great shape. So how did it go when you went to sell the universities? We closed a good amount, but it wasn't at the velocity that we anticipated. So the big changes besides just getting fundraising is we've now launched a product called Brevity Roleplay. Basically, we help train sales teams by role-playing in real time with AI-based prospects. So you guys have totally pivoted from selling to universities and accelerators to selling sales teams. Correct. How did that shift happen? Was it with conversations with other investors? Like, was there one particular conversation with a potential customer where you were like, ah, light bulb, like, this is where we need to focus? So I'm on the I'm on the phone uh, Zoom call with a demand generation firm, and we're we're doing this whole like song and pony, you know, this whole show about like how their product can help. And I asked one question on this call that kind of unlocked this brevity role play opportunity, and that question was, "What's missing in our current state software that would dramatically?" improve the training and development of your sales development reps. And then that's when that prospect cracked and said, well, every Monday we have company-wide objection handling training. And there's a wide variance in our reps' ability to you know, get up the sellable product knowledge and then also just master objection handling. So me and my co-founder are looking at each other, you know, we're probing, tell me more, tell me more. Yeah. And Basically, reps aren't getting enough practice before go live. And then we looked at each other like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? We had an aha moment. Yeah. We immediately called our CTO and said, how feasible is this? And within you know, a six-week time period, we whipped up the MVP version of Brevity Roleplay. How does that sound? Like, I sit down in front of your product, Roleplay, and I just start pitching it, and it 
responds back? Yep, yep. So let me give you the use case. So it'd be like, you go into the software, you click play. Hey, this is Kelvin from Brevity. How have you been? Kelvin who? Why the hell are you calling me? So it gives you those. Yes. So like Alexa, but like sounding super real. We have 14 different voice personas in the software because in sales and in the investment journey, sometimes you run into assholes. So why not get better prepared to pitch and overcome objections with an asshole before go live and that's exactly so we're basically impacting new higher ramp up time to productivity and ultimately sales velocity with scaling sales teams yeah. that's been our new product and our, our new market kelvin you've like raised all this money 1.8 million dollars now you've got your first customers like brevity is a real thing how does it feel it, it, it feels great. Obviously, there's some lessons learned al- along the way, but uh, I'm just blessed to have it. You know, Max and I have known each other since three years old. Yeah. Uh, so just being able to do this with a childhood friend, and I'm on cloud nine right now, to be honest with you. And I think we're actually solving a you know a real need when it comes to you know training and, and, and preparation. Do you want to do the? Uh, are you pitching with brevity line? But like, try to say it in unison, me and you. Let's do it. So I'll do the I'll, I'll do the opening part. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we believe it's going to become a common phrase to hear worldwide. Are, Are you, you pitching, pitching with, with brevity? brevity? Uh. <laughs> Season nine of the pitch was a cackin' success. Truly, one for the record books. We did it, y'all. We bought our show back relaunched it independently, and just had our first profitable quarter. Thank you for listening to the show. And if you haven't already, turn on notifications for the pitch. You don't want to miss our next season, season 10, in the fall. It's going to be our best season yet. We just picked our finalists for season 10. They'll be pitching the investors here in a couple weeks. They finna be in the pitch. That was so hard. That was so hard, Annalad. Oh. We're coming back in the fall, but actually we're going to be dropping episodes over the summer to Pitch Plus subscribers. So if you've been waiting all this time to support the show and become a Pitch Plus member, now's your chance. Subscribe to Pitch Plus. You'll get ad-free listening to our entire catalog and the new bonus episodes that we're going to drop. Just go to pitch.show slash plus to learn more. The pitch is me, Josh Mucho, Lisa Mucho, Carrie Ann Thomas, Anna Ladd, and Enoch Kim. Did you see how I did that? I'm just switching so naturally between those two voices. Music in today's show is from The Muse Maker, Breakmaster Cylinder, Boxwood Orchestra, New Body Electric, Joey Cantor, and Anders. The pitch is made in partnership with the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Pitch, Inc. and their respective employees and affiliates do not provide investment advice or make investment recommendations. The information provided on this show should not be used as the basis for making investment decisions. 
Listeners should conduct their own research and consult with their own investment advisors before making any investment decisions. This episode of The Pitch was brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you've been listening to our show for a while, you can tell every business owner has a unique set of problems to solve. That's why small business owners want someone to not only understand, but prioritize their needs. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know how to help you choose personalized plans to fit your needs and budget. They get it, plain and simple. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.